Hello and welcome to Quebecca Conversations. I'm your host for today, Remington Ross, and with me is drummer, music educator, and owner of the Stomp Music School, Mr. Tim Stomp. Welcome and hello today. Before we get into the Stomp Music School, could you just give us a little bit of background on yourself and kind of how you got into drumming? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me here today at uh, Cuyamaca College. When it comes to drumming, I would say drumming kind of picked me out of out of everything. Um, started playing drums in the fifth grade, and uh, I started studying with local legend James Morton, and uh, studied all the way through high school, and then just continue on after that. And you also studied under legendary drummer Zorro as well. Yeah. Um, after high school and getting into college, I started branching out, looking for kind of more deeper industry connections of people who, who play drums. And um, I believe it was through a guy named Rick Stojak, who's been a local drummer for years here. Um, and Azora was doing some clinics at his studio, and uh, I ended up going through and meeting him there. And then I ended up studying one-on-one um, -on -one with him um, after kind of asking him quite a few times and, and he's kind of was closed off you know he didn't accept a whole lot of people and and uh, I bugged him at the NAMM show I think uh, maybe one or two years in a row like hey man I met you you know Rick Stojak you know we're buddies you know, I'd love to study from you and then finally he goes well if you think you're ready you know give me a call we'll set it up and so at that time he was living up in Chatsworth so I would drive all the way up to Chatsworth for you know like an hour lesson and then, and then come back. Uh, so that became a, a little much. So I expanded it out for like a two hour or a three hour lesson. And I would drive every week up there for those lessons and then, and then come back. And uh, it's really interesting studying with somebody who's played with, with such groovy people, you know, over the years. Um, and then it turned more into not just technique and groove, but more into business, um, like the spirituality of music, um, you know, the light and the dark of it, of the industry, you know, and how to keep your head above water in that. Um, and then he eventually moved to uh, Tennessee to teach at a uh, university there. And so he had turned some students over to other people. And at that time, uh, Mark Schulman, uh, who plays for Pink now uh, for many, many years, was doing kind of like a drummer's recording seminar situation and so um, there was a few spots open and I jumped on that and um, I started learning recording from Mark and, and specifically recording drums um, and then through that process it kind of led to me meeting a few other people and um, I met Daniel Glass who played with like Brian Sensor, uh, big jazz guy and uh, we hit it off, studied from him for a while, and then I heard Mark and Daniel talking about this guy named Bruce. Constantly, oh, Bruce this, Bruce that, and, and ended up being Bruce Becker. Um, so on my own, because they never formally told me who this Bruce guy was, I did a little bit of research, ended up contacting him, and he is kind of a, a who's who of who's taught drummers. And so Bruce worked with Freddie Gruber, 
and he studied from Freddie Gruber for many, many years, kind of a fly on the wall. He sat in on all of Neil Peart's lessons when he was studying from Freddie. And Freddie was kind of the right-hand man to Buddy Rich. So the lineage of you know, the history of drums, it was, it was a pretty cool experience. So as I got more into teaching drums, I kind of took it upon myself to realize that history and the American history of the drum set and the technique and where that has evolved from uh, and took some stewardship over that and studied from Bruce for a while so that then I could pass that down to my students. And you are a member of the Vic Firth education team. Yeah, I have been for a few, quite a few years now. How did that come about? Uh, that's an interesting story, too. Um, actually, Vic Firth called me one day. Um, I actually almost hung up on him because I, I thought it was a joke. You know, I was like, what? Prank caller. Yeah, right? He, he was sitting in a hospital waiting room waiting to get some thing checked out, you know, some ailment. And he's like, oh, you're on my list of people to call. And it came to be that there's a, one of his employees, long, long, long-term employees, who had, has patents and invented things for the Vic Firth company, um, son, made a trip out here to California one summer. And he came to visit um, a mutual friend that we had and uh, hung out with us and did a lot of projects that summer, a lot of music projects and, and whatnot. It was kind of just a fly on the wall and some sessions I did. And he went back and told his dad what a great time he had and all the cool stuff that's going on out here. And that ended up getting back to Vic and, and he gave me a call. And so I kind of bypassed the uh, traditional route of doing that. Vic saw it, he's like, this is cool. You know, we like what you're doing, send us your information. And I've been part of that team ever since. And how has all of that led to the opening of the Stomp Music School? Um, long journey, man. Many, many years. Um, that's, that kind of grew very organically. Um, I actually started the teaching and the studio part of it uh, out of my grandma's living room. Um, and I taught and I started getting more into recording like I was talking about. And I had the opportunity to move into a commercial facility. Um, is one of the students that we were teaching at the time. Um, their dad uh, owns a building in the Santee area, and we ended up talking about foam. He does radar testing and, and stuff like that, and we were using foam to absorb it for sound frequencies, and we just started chatting about that. And he said, well, why don't you come on by and take a look? And so I did, and then I've been in that building um, 11 years now, so I'm going on, on 12. We expanded into that building, um, and then we just recently remodeled and expanded some more in, inside of that building. So slow, steady, real organic. Um, I would teach during the day. I would record at night. That's how we met. You know, we, yeah. we ended up recording, touching bass again, recording your band without papers. Yep. You know, years ago. Um, that was kind of in the MySpace days when... Um, Everybody needed music. It was fresh, you know, and it was more available to go record. And so at that time, I just, I think I did packages. I wasn't even, like, charging by the hour. We just worked out deals. And so I, that was so I could help pay the rent, you know, and stay in there to keep teaching and get more students and, and grow business. And what made you want to go, like, the private route as opposed to going to public schooling teaching? Um, it, it, I've always been private teaching since, I think, my senior year of high school. Um, I started taking on some students, and then as soon as I graduated, I ended up working at Allen's Music. It's been around for forever. I took lessons there as a kid. Mr. Allen was like, hey, you know, when you graduate, come on back. Um, started going to school for it. 
And uh, I know it's not the hot thing to say, especially in a room like this, but I actually dropped out of school um, twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, the private teaching was just something that I always done. It's just it's, it's something that I think I'll always do. Um, and it, it kind of picked me. So the original goal wasn't to really build a music school like I have now. You know, it was to find a way to um, keep my passion alive, a way to do music, kind of do it on a little bit on my terms. Um, so I took the risk and it, here I am 12 years later, you know, still kind of doing it. And can you tell us about the Stomp Music School and some of the things you offer there? Yeah. Uh, we specialize in private lessons customized for each individual. We teach all ages. Uh, we also offer a few group programs, mostly performance-based rock programs, rock bands. Um, we have our kids rock, which is for ages four to seven. Uh, we use a curriculum that's um, color-coded, so the kids are learning to play by colors and, and learning note reading that way. Um, they play on Fender guitars, minis with like three strings. So we take some of the strings off and simplify it. Um, we have our, our uh, junior rockers program for ages 7 to 11. And um, they then, similar kind of system, um, but they're actually reading chords and charts that are specifically, you know, curriculum for them. And then they write their own lyrics to each song. And then we have our more advanced program uh, where they're doing full covers for ages 12 and up. And... Um, we teach guitar, piano, bass, drums, voice, ukulele, violin, uh, so mostly combo instruments and whatnot. And can you tell us about some of the other staff? Yeah, staff members. I'm very fortunate to have some amazing, amazing staff members that um, I've got to know over the years. So our environment's very family-oriented. Um, I work with my best friends, you know, it's super cool. Um, they have various levels of education, um, all of them very committed to their craft, you know, and, and progress of that. Um, my recent hire is a student who came from here. Um, we have kids that have come from San Diego State. Um, a couple of my teachers are former students. Um, that have were with me for years, part of the program growing up, and then you know decided to make music their life and jumped on board there. And for people studying music education, um, what do you look for in staff members? Um, it varies. Like I said, they they all have different um, degrees. Um, I've had people who don't have a degree. Um, so for me, because it's such a family oriented place, and it, and it's you know, their friends and family. It's not as traditional, you know, looking for requirements. I've had everybody from a high school kid to some people with PhDs, you know, be interested in working with us and in the program. So a lot of it is how they represent themselves before they even get to the studio, um, how they reach out and contact us, how they, um, what the resume looks like. Um, are they, it's a lot of like a vibe. You know, so just because you have X amount of credentials or degrees, accolades, whatever, um, doesn't mean necessarily that you're as qualified as somebody. So a lot of human interaction, you know, personality. Um, and in fact, our, our final step of our interview process is um, turned over to a student 
and a younger student. So I'll find someone maybe junior high or high school, young high school or later junior high, and they do a trial lesson with a potential teacher and then um, and sometimes with a parent too. So I'll have the parent meet the person, the candidate, and then I interview the parent and the student and I get their feedback. And uh, they're kind of the final decision maker. So they meet with other staff members, they meet with myself. Um, so my advice to anybody would just be authentic, be yourself, let that, because there's a place for you somewhere. Um, yeah. And you've already kind of talked about um, some ways you approach teaching your own children, but is it very different from approaching an adult? Uh, I think it's individual. I think age is irrelevant on that. Um, every obviously with with younger children, there are developmental things and and fine motor skills and, and all that. But as far as how, what resonates with each individual is different. I mean, how you're going to learn is going to be slightly different than how I'm going to learn. So what we really do is dive into finding finding what that is. What works? Yeah. So a lot of times we're um, we're, we're, we're kind of teaching theory and like rudiments and all that. We're back ending that nowadays. You know, kids don't come in wanting to sit down and curl their fingers, sit right up at the piano and, and start learning scales, you know. But they do come in and play Minecraft and say, hey, I just want to learn this song on YouTube. You know, here's this new meme video. Like, this is really cool. Check it out. And then we go, yeah, awesome. Here's how you play it. Here's the chords. Oh, by the way, here's the scale to that. You know, and now here's how you're going to be able to progress in doing that kind of thing. So we take a, a, a more contemporary approach to it. And you um, hold an annual concert at Greenfield Middle School right here in East County mm -hmm. every fall? We actually do two now. We do a spring concert and a fall concert. And you also recently announced that you are expanding. Yep, yep. We, um, we just remodeled our Santee location and added uh, two more teaching rooms and, and uh, did a whole remodel facade, kind of like a Greenwich Village um, New Orleans Square vibe because we're inside of a industrial warehouse. Mm -hmm. So when you walk inside of it now, it, it feels like you're kind of in a little town with uh, apartments and shops, but they're, um, they're music teaching rooms. Um, and then our new location will be uh, in El Cajon as well. Um, and we'll be expanding our kids rock program, our junior rock program, as well as getting back into recording again kind of where, where it all started. And do you still perform outside of the school? Uh, yeah, I do occasionally. Not, not as much the last two, two years or so with, with trying to grow the business and still having a full-time teaching load. Um, but yeah, I get out there. I play with some of the other teachers. Um, occasionally, I'll get a call to fill in for something around town. Uh, most of it's like singer-songwriters, stuff like that. And aside from owning a music school in Santee, you also sit on the board of the Santee uh, Chamber of Commerce. Have you ever considered a political career? <laughs> yeah, I, I get asked that quite often, actually. Um, no, and <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really considered it. But I, I mean, it comes up. It comes up often enough. I've been with the chamber for quite a few years now. Um, I'm also sit on their executive committee for the last two years, and I've chaired the Santee Street Fair for the last, this will be my third year running the Santee Street Fair. Um, so I kind of like being involved at the community level, kind of just helping out, you know, it's, it's the place I grew up, it's, it's, it's home, 
you know, it's a place that gives back to me. So giving back to it, it just real good synergy there. So I kind of like just being the community guy, focusing on, on growing the business and, and adding value. <laughs> and you also sit on a chair here. Uh, yeah, I did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at for the Cajon Valley School District. Yeah, I um, I sat on their board for a year, um, the Cajon Valley School District Foundation, um, to help bring back an event they had. Um, is uh, Cajon Valley Got Talent, and we actually do that here at Cuyamaca College. Um, this year will be in the spring. And it's an event celebrating um, talent inside the Cajon Valley School District uh, in partnership with the Cuyamaca College. And you have always found a way to adapt and find a successful musical path. So what does the future hold for Tim Stomp? Uh, that's, that's great. I ask myself that every day. What's the future? Right? It's um, multifaceted it's wearing different hats um it's adapting to technology to um, culture to community um it, it, trying to make a living um, as a musician or in music um, is not always the easiest thing you know you can take the traditional route um adds a little bit more stability to that you know if you get into music ed teaching um, but in any other field, it, it, you know, it, it's kind of the same thing. So it's just, it's growing, being flexible, adapting and, and multifaceted. Well, thank you for your time today. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you. It's good seeing you. Thank yeah, you for having me. Yeah, good seeing you. And, uh, before we leave though, do you want to tell us where you're located? Yeah. Uh, Santee location is on Pathway Street. Pathway Street is off of Prospect prospect in Cuyamaca and El Cajon location will be uh, or is uh, North Magnolia and the old noise factory recording studio. Well thank you once again for coming in today Tim. Um, also want to thank all our listeners out there for tuning in to Cuyamaca Conversations. We have more episodes coming out. One with Mr. Tim Piles, uh, Manny Cepeda from the Manny Cepeda Orchestra, Mr. Peter Dyson from Studio West. Be sure to check all those out. Also, before we go, I want to congratulate one of our classmates, Michelle, on getting married today. And if you have a child or you yourself are interested in the Stomp Music School, that's S-T-A-U-M-P musicschool.com. Be sure to check out that website and more. Um, see you all next time.